Welcome to the Embody Your Brand podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Christensen, a brand strategist and creative director that helps service providers build high-touch brands that embody your mission, call in your dream clients, and amplify the impact you're here to make. From running a brand design studio to leading the creative team of an eight-figure startup, I've spent my entire career learning how to craft successful brands from the inside out. And now I'm here to share everything you need to know to build an in-demand brand. From strategic branding tips to powerful mindset shifts to conversations with guest experts, it's my intention to empower you with the most holistic resources and perspectives on branding so that you can build one that truly lasts. So let's dive in to the Embody Your Brand podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this bonus Q&A episode of the Embody Your Brand podcast. It's the week of Thanksgiving for all of my American listeners, and I'm feeling generous. And I've been collecting questions from you on Instagram and figured, you know, what better way to answer them than through a Q&A episode. I always love listening to these types of episodes on other people's podcasts. I don't know about you, but personally, I love them. So I'm so excited to record this one for you and just say thank you in a way. Thank you for being here. Thank you for following along and listening. And of course, I want to get your questions answered. I want to help you in any way possible. So I'm really excited for this episode. On top of that, I am also on the most incredible high since the brand attraction blueprint is live. I'm so excited about this. And those of you that snagged it through the early bird launch are already diving in and giving incredible feedback, which just makes my heart so happy. If you listen to my previous episode, then you know that your brand is about more than just looking pretty. It's about crafting a magnetic experience that creates demand for your programs or services or digital products, right? Your brand has the ability to stop your audience in their tracks and have them saying, OMG, I absolutely have to have whatever she's selling right now. I need it now. And it's not just your colors and fonts, though those are an important piece of it, but it's rather an embodiment of who you are your values, your passion, and your purpose. And the Brand Attraction Blueprint helps you achieve just that. Now, you may be wondering exactly who this is for or if the Brand Attraction Blueprint would help you. And if you're like the other coaches and creatives and service providers that I've worked with recently, chances are you're probably experiencing some sort of problem in your business. For example, you might be feeling like your industry's best kept secret. You can help so many people because of who you are and your unique journey and the transformation that you've gone through yourself. Maybe you still have less than a thousand followers on Instagram and your email list has been stuck in the double digits, right? Or maybe your content isn't bringing in consistent leads and sales every day. 
You may be pouring your heart and your soul into your marketing, but are getting little to no inquiries and not really seeing a return on your investment of the time you spend there. You could also potentially, and this happens to a lot of people, maybe you're just simply winging it with Canva and Pinterest searches and that's okay. But let's say you've spent more than two hours this week on a graphic in Canva and while your branding may look pretty, it's not actively working for you. That could show up as maybe your revenue has been flatlined for the last three months or more, or maybe you're having inconsistent sales month to month, and you're just really ready to step into the next stage of your business. But it seems like no matter how hard you hustle, you feel like you've just hit this glass ceiling and you can't seem to break through to the next level. But if you're nodding along to any of these, then you're probably starting to notice some of these problems from those situations coming up in your business, like problems like worrying where your next client is going to come from. That's a big one. Burning out from the content creation hamster wheel. Hello, I've definitely been there before. (laughs) Maybe you're doubting yourself as you compare your business and what you do to a sea of competitors, or maybe you're stopping yourself from hitting share on that Instagram post. But what if you could turn your brand into a magnet that attracts your dream clients and fully books out your services so that you could spend more time doing the thing that you love, which is serving your clients, serving your people, right? Imagine with me for a moment what it would be like to have a consistent stream of hot leads and the ability to effortlessly fill your client slots to maximize your income and as a result, your impact, which I know is so important to you. Imagine what it would be like to have more time back on your calendar, knowing exactly where to focus your brand and marketing efforts to reach your business goals. Imagine what it would be like to have just a magnetic personal brand, one that feels so aligned with your purpose that both you and your audience absolutely adores and just can't stop raving about. And this is where the brand attraction blueprint comes in. It's the exact step-by-step blueprint to create a magnetic personal brand that attracts more leads and books your dream clients. And once you enroll, you'll get immediate access to the blueprint to begin transforming your brand right away. So within the brand attraction blueprint, you'll receive A, the 32-page brand attraction blueprint that gives you the step-by-step playbook to building your magnetic brand. B, you'll get 10 video trainings that walk you through the blueprint each step of the way by yours truly. And C, you'll also get immediate and lifetime access to these trainings to refer to throughout your brand's evolution because if you've been here for a while, one of my favorite things to share is your brand is a living and breathing thing and it should grow and change and evolve as you and your brand grows and changes and evolves. So if you feel like you're ready for that next step or evolution in your brand, then I highly recommend that you grab the brand attraction blueprint. The best part about this whole thing, by the way, can't believe I almost forgot to mention this, but it's 50% off for Black Friday and it's just $47. Oh my God, it's such a steal. I can't believe that it's that low, but Like I've said, I really just want to give you the tools and everything that you need to find success in your brand and have a thriving business. And the Brand Attraction Blueprint is here to help you do just that. So it's linked in the show notes, but you can also grab it at 
jesse-christensen.com forward slash blueprint on my website. And the discount, I will say, is just through next Monday, though. So if you want to take advantage on such a great value, such a great deal, then make sure you go and grab yours today. All right. With that said, let's get into some of your questions. Like I said before, I've compiled through your questions on Instagram and just have them all laid out here on a document. And to be honest, we're just going to go through these one by one. And I haven't really prepped much for this. I like to provide answers to questions in the moment because I feel like that definitely leaves room for inspiration. So we're just going to dive in. Let's see what the first one is here. Okay. Someone asked, can I have a personal brand if my business has a company name and not my own name? This is such a good question. I think it's a great one to start on. The answer is yes. Yes, you absolutely can have a personal brand. And I think there's a misconception out there that a personal brand just means that your business is operated under your own names. For example, right now, my business name is Jesse Christensen. That is also my own name. And sometimes people think that's what a personal brand means, which yes, that could be part of your personal brand. But when you like distill it down to what it truly is, it's just a brand that is based on you or based on the founder, right? It's more personal, which is why it's called a personal brand. So let's say that you're, you have a company name when not your own name for your business, that's totally fine. But to incorporate some of that personal branding in there is to like, maybe I can give you a few tips here. Like you could speak in first person if you wanted to be more personable and share who you are as the founder of the company and why you're doing these things. You could also definitely, I highly recommend this to everyone, but show your face more in your marketing. Are you visible on your website? What about your social media? Like when I go to your Instagram profile, besides the profile photo, like when I scroll through your feed, do I see your face? And this is so important because it's just shown time and time again through sales psychology and marketing that we connect with faces. And I think even on Instagram too, like posts that have people in them or faces are way likely to get more engagement and clicks and eyes on it than those that don't. And don't just don't hide. I know it can be so easy to sit back and not show up, not show your face. Like maybe you're more comfortable with that. Not everyone has that like natural tendency to put themselves out there in that way. I know that's something that I've definitely, um, it's a skill that I've definitely had to work on myself. But I promise you, like it, you'll just be able to feel so much more connected to the work that you're doing. You'll be able to connect better with your audience and your clients. And one of my favorite perks or benefits I've seen from personal branding is people are going to be hiring you for you. Okay. Like they're not going to be hiring you just because you're a coach or a creative or a service provider. And I think that's huge. That's really where you're able to get those clients that truly value you and are going to trust your expertise are going to just be like easy breezy clients and those are the best clients. That was a very long-winded way to say yes you absolutely can have a personal brand if your business has a company name. Great question to kick things off with. 
All right. Number two, what's the difference between branding and marketing? It feels like a chicken or the egg situation. (laughs) I totally get that. If anyone doesn't know that, what is it, a reference or a metaphor? But what comes first, the chicken or the egg? It almost seems like you can't have one without the other. And that is true to, to a degree with branding and marketing. But I personally don't think it's a chicken or the egg situation. I believe that your brand should be established first because your marketing is built off of that. So let me break this down a little bit further for you. So if you haven't listened to my last episode, I think this might be helpful in referring to your brand versus your branding because those are two different things. And then marketing on top of that is different too. So like, how how do I want to describe this? Think about a pyramid for a second. And the base of the pyramid is your brand. This is the foundation that everything builds off of. So this is who you are. This is your purpose. This covers things like who your ideal client is what your offer is, and just having clarity on your unique selling point. So what makes you unique? What helps you stand out? All of these things are your brand. So then when you move up the pyramid, the next section is your branding. And this is the visual representation of your brand. It's how you communicate it to the world. So this includes things like your brand identity, your messaging, your brand photos, all of those fun things that I think people initially think about when they think about a brand, those branding elements. But hopefully you can see that those are best created off the foundation of your brand. And then moving up to the top of the pyramid, I would say that's where your marketing comes into play, right? Because in order to market yourself, you need to know what your message is. You need your visuals. Of course, that like stems off of your brand. And it's just going to be so much easier to share. And the, and the biggest difference between like your brand slash branding and marketing is your marketing is what gets new eyes to your business. That's a lot of the uh, lead generation tactics. It's like posting on Instagram, doing Facebook ads or whatever you want to do to market your business. And your brand is like the heart and soul behind that. It's your message that you're sharing. It's your offer. It's you as the the founder and all of these things that you need to showcase in your marketing. So hopefully you can start maybe seeing things differently here, that it's not a chicken and egg situation necessarily, but it's, I don't know, like the chicken comes first. And then comes the egg if you want to wrap that together. But yeah, great question. It's something that a lot of people get confused by. And I've seen some coaches and creatives and service providers really go hard on their marketing without having a clearly defined brand behind it. And that's what confuses your audience. That's what prevents people from taking that next step with you and purchasing. So really important to have your brand established there. Alrighty, these are good questions. Let's see what's next. How to design a website. I'm about to get started making one. Okay, congrats. It's always so fun to, at least for me, I don't know, some of you might dread making a website, but maybe it's just because I've done this for years. Like I love doing that. Websites are so important to an online business. It's like your your storefront, right? As service providers, we don't really necessarily have physical products to share with people, but we have our offers, our programs, our services, and your website is a great way to break everything down and to share with people that are interested in learning more about what you do. 
So congrats. This is so exciting. How to design a website. Man, there are so many options and things that you can do. I feel like the internet's just become so friendly to DIY web design. And I guess to like distill things down for you, there's two platforms that I'd recommend you checking out. The first is Squarespace. I have used Squarespace for years. It's also what my website is currently hosted on. And Squarespace has so many awesome designer-made templates. And when a designer-made, they actually are. (laughs) When I was living in New York City, I have a friend who was working for Squarespace at the time, and she would be the one to actually create these fake brands that would be showcased on their website templates. And they design a whole website around them. And they got really creative and would do photo shoots for them. So it was really cool to see some of the behind the scenes of how Squarespace, you know, creates their templates. But all that to say, they have so many designer made templates that for you, honestly, you could just plug in some brand photos, put your copy in there, put your logo on there and be good to go. I would recommend to not get too obsessive over your website right now because I know from the conversations I've had with you on Instagram, you're starting a business from scratch, you're newer. So I wouldn't let a perfect website hold you back from getting it out there. But yeah, I I would highly recommend checking out Squarespace. There's another company too that I've gotten into recently and love. It's called Tonic. And Tonic, I think it's called Tonic Site Shop. Anyways, Tonic has all of these templates, but instead of using Squarespace, it's for a platform called Show It, which is also very DIY friendly, very tech friendly. It's basically like drag and drop elements to build a website. And they're so awesome. Tonic actually has a lot of different templates. I have some for my Instagram. So my Instagram feed had a little bit of a glow up and I bought some of Tonic's Canva templates for my Instagram. And I love their aesthetic. It's so great. I I might be switching my website over to them. I have to think about it. But anyways, I've, I've become really familiar with them too and absolutely love it. And if you look into it and decide you want it, I actually have an affiliate code through them, which is awesome because I loved my Canva templates so much. I reached out to them and I was like, hey, I want to share this with people. Do you happen to have any sort of affiliate program? And they do. So if you look into that, whether it be for your Canva templates or your website templates or whatever, you can get 15% off through code Jesse at checkout. And I think that's such a great deal. But anyways, yeah, I would recommend either going with show it through some of the tonic templates or through Squarespace. And Squarespace has their own built-in templates. Obviously, their hosting fees might be different. The pricing might be different. So definitely look into those and see what makes sense for you and your business right now. But in terms of the branding, the aesthetic side of your website, the functionality that you'll need right now, both of those have them and they do it beautifully. Let me know how it goes. Feel free to send me a DM to when it's finished. I can't wait to see it. Alrighty, next question. Oh, this is a fun one. It's more of a personal one, but how's living in Atlanta? It must be different from NYC, I bet. It's different. I love it. I've been here in Atlanta since March, which is crazy because I feel like it's been longer than that. But it is different from New York. I don't know. They're They're just such different cities. And I'm definitely a city girl at heart. I lived in New York for years and just your lifestyle is different. So when I was in New York, I would go out to eat all the time. We had small kitchens, so I hardly made food. And that's in New York. If you've ever lived there, you'll know what I mean when I say this. But most of 
the socializing and hanging out with people in New York is going to restaurants. And so that was like social hour is just going out to eat all the time. Now, the food's great in Atlanta. Actually, we have some awesome options here. But Lifestyle-wise, it's different. Atlanta's more spread out. Like when we moved here, we bought a car. I haven't driven a car in years. So that was fun readjusting to that. But like you drive around to places. I don't order my groceries on Instacart or through Amazon. I actually go to the grocery store and I have a trunk to load in some sparkling water or whatever I want to bring that I wouldn't normally be able to carry home if I was going to the grocery store on foot like I was in New York, right? So it's just a different it's just a different way of life, but my we moved here because my fiance relocated for work. He is a pilot and works for Delta and obviously Delta's headquarters are in Atlanta, so it's been really good for him and I think this is where we're going to settle down and put roots and so now we're thinking through some next step things like once we get married, buying a house and really settling into the suburban lifestyle, which I grew up in a suburb. I love that. So I'm excited for it. It's just like stepping into a next stage. But yeah, thanks for asking. I love Atlanta. If anyone, by the way, listening is here in Atlanta or somewhat close, let me know. I love connecting with people in person too. So maybe we can go grab coffee or something. But yeah, great question. All right, next one. Best ways to develop your skills for effective copy slash messaging. Yes, This is a wonderful question, and I love the way that you worded it. I love that you asked for the best ways to develop your skills for effective copy and messaging because it is a skill. I've learned that writing copy is a muscle, and for me personally, it hasn't always been my strongest suit. Growing up, I was always so much more of a visual person. I would love to design or create something rather than write about it. But as an online business owner and a founder of a company, being able to really work that muscle of writing copy and effective messaging for your business is crucial. It's probably like one of the top skills that you need. And so I've spent so much time over the past few years really learning how to do that. And I just want to say before I dive into some of these tips to develop these skills, I just want to say give yourself grace because if it doesn't come easily to you, then it's going to take some time. But the best ways to develop your skills, honestly, it's just to be consistent and to do it every day or every week. Like you should have a spot in your calendar to sit down and work through writing some copy or messaging whether it be for your Instagram or a blog post or a podcast outline or something. I don't know where exactly you're looking for help with copy and messaging. I assume it would probably be something like Instagram or maybe sales related, like a sales page. I believe I also recorded a podcast episode about messaging. I'm looking up which one it is. If you haven't listened to it, I recommend starting here. Let's see which one it is. It is episode 10, six ways to strengthen your brand's messaging. So I would look to that for some tips too. I sat down and and shared six ways that you can strengthen it. But yeah, it honestly, it just, it comes with time. Sitting down, actually writing, giving yourself things to write about, And I I say this time and time again, but your brand is really the foundation for that. So if you're struggling writing copy, like the pieces that go into your brand messaging stem from your brand. These are things like who you're speaking to, what your tone of voice is, what you're trying to promote, what are some of the pain points or needs or aspirations that people are struggling with that you have 
gone through yourself or that you help them go through. And being able to really speak to the heart of someone. And I think a lot of messaging too. I don't know, have you ever just been scrolling on Instagram and just seen an ad that's so <laughs> bro marketery, like really in your face, heavy hitting, makes you feel awful. And it's just so intense. No one wants to buy from that. And sure, there's like a tactic for that, but chances are you don't vibe with that. And I don't either. So I think it's a lot about the energy behind your message. And if you really show up and write about or share what's coming from the heart in an energy of service to your people, then that's going to be really magnetic. That's going, like that energetic signature is going to translate through the words that you're saying. And I think on the topic of just giving yourself time to really perfect this and practice this is that everyone is in a different part of their journey. Like some people in your audience might be closer to buying or working from you than others. And so you have to understand that like you need to be consistent in order to keep getting that message out there and be top of mind when your audience member is ready to take a next step with you. So copy messaging, that's a lot. I obviously don't know some of the specifics of like where you're wanting to write copy, but hopefully this is helpful to you. And if this is something that you would love to learn more about too, let me know. I do have in the Brand Attraction Blueprint a section on messaging that could be helpful with some questions on things to think about or components that you should be having that everything stems from. Definitely take a look at that and I think it would really help you there. All right, next question. Tell us more about your work. What does a typical day look like for you? Oh, fun. This is another more personal question. What does a typical day look like for me? My day is different every day, but personally, I love that. I am the type of person that likes to be involved in a lot of different things. And each day is has a theme and I structure it. For example, I can just break down my weekly schedule. Monday is a lot of, I don't have client meetings on Monday. It's more of like my CEO time is how I like to think about it, where I look over what I have going on the week ahead. I do some podcasting if I'm doing a solo episode. I'm working on courses or products or my services and inviting ways to improve them. I am doing gathering data, looking at like finances, looking at analytics for my marketing, seeing how things are going. And yeah, just really taking the time to get a lay of the land of everything. And then Tuesdays and Wednesdays are very client heavy. I have my coaching calls or for any of my design projects that we're we're working through with my team. We'll be working on those and I'll hop on calls there. And then towards the end of the week, I love to create content, potentially do some more podcast interviews, but make sure everything's scheduled and ready to go there. What else? Yeah, I don't know. Every day is different, but I guess to answer your, tell us more about your work. I basically, I have a few different focuses right now. A big part of it was getting the brand attraction blueprint out there for you. I had so much fun gathering all of the content, putting the framework together, creating the actual blueprint recording the videos. So a lot of my time behind the scenes was working on that. And then on top of that, I have my brand coaching clients and my creative design clients. So like brand design or web design. And it's fun. I've got a full plate, but I tell you what, like when you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. (laughs) And thankfully I have a small team that helps support me in that too. So it's just so much fun so much fun. But yeah, I I don't have a typical day. Everything is different. And I love that. 
I don't know. It's just so fun. I remember like when I was working in the corporate world, things just felt so monotonous sometimes and so jam-packed. There was always a fire I needed to put out. Everything was such an emergency and there was literally no time to take a break for myself at all. And it's nice being able to buffer in some of that flexibility for me, for example, to rest, take a break, or lean into some inspiration. If I have an idea for a resource or some sort of product, like the Brand Attraction Blueprint came out of me giving myself the space to do that. And I've already seen the impact on that on you. And it's just validating, right? Highly recommend doing that. But of course, if you're wondering how to structure your day or your time, it's so personal. Just think about, do you like more of a routine. Do you thrive in that? Do you thrive in giving yourself the freedom to see what your gut's telling you should do that day? I recommend looking into human design. I know I've mentioned this on the podcast, but that's also something that's helped me identify really how to best spend my energy. So definitely recommend checking that out and looking more into your human design if you don't know what that is. All right, fun question. I Let's do two more here and then I can wrap it up. I don't want this to be too long of an episode, but Alrighty, any tips on attraction marketing? We're aiming for a good balance between doing outreach and getting in contact with potential clients while also having leads find us and show interest on their own. Such a good question. My answer is the brand attraction blueprint. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. It's basically the foundation of attraction marketing. And if you don't know what that is, the person that wrote this question explained it really well. It's instead of doing outreach, trying to find clients, whether that's commenting on a Facebook group post with someone saying, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so type of person to work with or messaging people on Instagram or whatever. A lot of those cold calling type tactics, it's having people come to you and find us and show interest on their own. And that is the attraction part of marketing. And this is what I personally believe in doing. Of course, do you do you. But for attraction marketing, it's all based on your brand, right? People are going to feel the magnetic pull to work with you if they know who you are, if they know what you stand for, if you ha- you're showing your personality online and sharing a message that they resonate with. That's really what it comes down to. My tip is honestly, I would highly recommend that you check out the Brand Attraction Blueprint because it lays out exactly step-by-step the foundation of attraction marketing. And But from there, some tips is just consistency. I say this time and time again, but consistency is key when it comes to your brand. Just be consistent with your marketing. Let's use posting on Instagram for an example. Just whatever that looks like for you, just choose when you want to post and stay consistent in that because that's going to create that repetition. And one of my favorite quotes is like, your repetition is your reputation. So that's what people are going to pick up on and that's what they're going to associate you with. And the more that you share yourself and what you do and I think what's in it for your audience and how you can help them, then it's going to over time create this magnetic pull that eventually if you can really help someone, they're going to reach out and work with you. So I love that you're thinking about attraction marketing. It is so much easier than doing the cold calling and the outreach. And then, like I said earlier, you're getting people that are hiring you for you, right? Not just because you have a certain skill set. Like they're hiring me, Jesse, because they want to work with me, Jesse. And that's like the coolest thing in the world, like the best clients ever. And just, I don't know, it it just leads to less burnout. Let me know how that goes. Of course, I definitely recommend snagging the blueprint for 50% off this week so that you can get a really good foundation for attraction marketing. And like it literally goes through creating a brand, then doing your branding, then going into marketing, like I said, that pyramid example earlier. So I think that will help you a ton. But yeah, if you have any other questions on that, feel free to reach out to me via DM and we can chat more through that. 
Okay, last question for today. I want to have a brand shoot done soon. Help with art direction and styling. Your brand photos are so pretty. Thank you. Also, this is fun. I feel like there's been a really good variety of questions here. Okay, same sentiment with the person who's designing website soon. It's so exciting that you're having brand photos done. I personally love personal brand photo shoots. They are one of my favorite things to do. And it's funny too, when I was in the corporate world in New York, I was on set all the time doing art direction and styling. And of course it was for a product-based company, but a lot of those tactics definitely apply into your personal brand and have just had so much fun being able to do that for this business now. Help with art direction and styling. Okay. So the most helpful thing is just having a plan and a shot list and knowing exactly what photos you want to have. Because if you don't list them out beforehand, something is going to be forgotten. So I would take an audit of like where you're wanting to use these photos. Is it Instagram? Is it your website? Is it for ads? Is it for everything? And make sure you write down like where you want to use them and some certain like dimensions or orientations that you would need. For example, for your website, let's say you want to have a big banner image on your homepage. That is a horizontal, like a landscape dimension of a photo instead of a vertical one. So if you're like shooting a photo and you only have a vertical option, like when you go to put it on your website for something that's supposed to be like a more like longer banner type photo, it's not really going to work that well. So you have the ability to really be able to sit down and formulate a strategy for the photos that you want to have done. And of course, your photographer will be able to take that shot list and like work through that with you and make sure that they're like shooting the photos in the right dimensions for where they want to go. On top of that, you should also be including the types of photos that you want. This could be like headshots or shots of you working or some B-roll stuff. I don't know. Think through what you want to capture and write that all down there so you get a good variety. Like variety is so key when it comes to your photos and key in helping you make them last longer. Because when you have more variety, like people don't get like sick of them faster. You know what I mean? I'm actually due for some brand photos soon, which side note, idea just popped in my head. Would it be helpful? Would anyone be interested in seeing the behind the scenes of how I create shot lists and get props and styling and choose locations and photographers and everything that goes into the behind the scenes of a personal brand photo shoot? Because I should totally do that if you're interested in that and document my next brand shoot. Yeah. So I don't know. Idea. If that resonates with you, send me a DM and let me know because if I get enough interest, then I'll totally do that. But yeah, so when it comes to styling too, of course, it's important to have a brand photographer who can style you, make sure you look good, make sure your hair is not being wonky or anything. And props, props are key. And I think too, it depends on your industry and what you need, but even things just like different textures that represent your brand. So let's say you want your brand to be really calming. Maybe you have, I don't know, this calming blanket on a couch or something, or you're wearing a shirt that's maybe more muted. I think what you wear is so important. I would definitely listen to the episode on this podcast. I think it was maybe just a few episodes back with Kate Obert. She's a stylist. We talk a lot about the power of what you wear when it comes to your brand. So hopefully that can give you some inspiration too for what you can wear for this photo shoot. But honestly, my biggest tip is to just have everything created in some sort of shot list or document, a mood board for your shoot, what's the vibe that you want, getting really nitty gritty on all the types of shots that you want, the dimensions that you need, and then of course picking a location and a photographer that is going to really highlight you in the best light. 
that was a lot. Hopefully I answered your questions. If you thought of a question as you were listening to, feel free to shoot it to me via DM and I'd be just so happy to answer. And don't forget to grab the brand attraction blueprint for 50% off. It's only through next Monday. Of course, I want you to be able to have this step-by-step guide to creating a magnetic brand. Honestly, it could the brand attraction blueprint could have probably been the answer to a lot of these questions, but I mean it. Like your brand is really the foundation of all of your marketing efforts, your offer, your how you represent yourself. It is so important. And when you have that aligned to yourself and your purpose, like it's going to be so magnetic. I, I can't say it enough. I've witnessed this myself. I've witnessed this in my clients and I want you to be able to have that for you and your business too. Grab the link in the show notes or head to jessie.christensen.com forward slash blueprint to get yours today. Alrighty, have a wonderful rest of your week, y'all. I'll see you again on Friday. There's such an incredible episode going live on Friday with one of my favorite guests to date that you won't want to miss. And hey, it's so timely for this time of year and Thanksgiving and just the holidays. So make sure you're following along so you don't miss that episode. Thanks so much for being here. Take care.